Hello, everyone. Glad you could join us on the Real People, Real God podcast. We'll spend the next little while getting to know God a little bit better by getting into the Bible and hearing what He has to say to us and through us. Welcome. Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm Pastor Tim Howard. And uh, if you've listened to the last episode, um, we have with us uh, Matt Clark, who is sharing his powerful testimony with us. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got so much to share. You know, we just uh, uh, rolled into another episode with it. And um, it's an incredible story of, uh, of God's grace, um, you know, of God's uh, salvation. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people dealing with many similar things that Matt has dealt with. And uh, uh, this, this testimony can certainly um, change a life. It can help you. It can help somebody you know. And I guess the overall message we want to say is there is hope. There is a way out. And uh, we're going to talk to you about that. So uh, um, without further ado, we're going to jump back into it. So in the last episode, um, uh, we left off with uh, Matt was um, had moved back to Martinsburg and uh, he uh, uh, was starting to have kids, and um, he was back to his uh, old lifestyle in uh, in drugs and so on. And uh, so, Matt, you know, take off take off from there. We got your story so far up to here, but um, take off from you know getting back into the drugs and and all that kind of thing. Well, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that anybody that's been in addiction knows that if you if you've done it for a long time you you constantly get to this point where you're you're just sick of doing it and you know if you're doing heroin it it, it just it has such a hold on you physically that you can't just walk away from it so you just get depressed and you get more depressed and and i got to a point where i thought the only way out was to commit suicide so hmm. I took the gun that I had and I went down to the creek with full intentions of doing that. Hmm. I said goodbye to everybody and I actually pulled the trigger. Hmm. But the gun didn't go off. Didn't go off. Loaded but didn't go off or wow. And I thought that that was weird so I turned the gun away from me and it went off. Wow. Hmm. and that right there was so emotional for me that I prayed for the first time in a long time wow. for God to please get me out of this hmm. and and this was this was I mean you were you were into a lot of different drugs heroin and, and beyond at this yes. point and and you know you said you said that you just it was like your body was craving it but you were mentally done with it is that absolutely yeah Wow, that's that's incredible. And this went on for for years, mm. but like I said, it's just it's not something that you can just put down. And I'm sure anybody that's addicted to that can relate. Yeah, wow. So there, there's there's a battle inside. Then there's a battle that you're done with it. You you want to be done sure? with it, but your body's like, I need it. We've heard the expression "the monkey on the back." Right. It's that's got a lot of truth to it. Yeah. Wow. Unreal. Hmm. So what happened after? So after that, I decided that I was going to come clean with my fiance at the time and start seeking out treatment centers. Mm-hmm. And I went through quite a few. Yeah. 
just the places I was being sent were like the places that you can only go through the state or places that, you know, it doesn't cost any money to go. And Mm -hmm. these places were just not for helping you get mentally stable again. Were these places you stay at or places? Yeah. yeah, Residential. Residential. Yeah. Okay. Year long programs. And just, just didn't do it for you. And that were claiming to be Christian based and yeah. You know, and I, I've got other stories for that. We don't really need to go <laughs> deep into that. But right. I, I mean, I truly tried to, you know, get myself out of this. And it just, I always end up leaving and coming back home. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I get home, it was just right back into the Same cycle thing. like I never left. Same thing. What, what made you leave those things? You felt, did you feel like they weren't? working and you said well i'm just gonna go home this is a waste of time is that kind of what yeah they they sold me on the way the programs were supposed to work right and i'll give you an uh, example of one of them was it was a year-long program um they get you there and then pretty much the the whole the whole just of what i'm going to be doing for a year was panhandling Mm. for their church gotcha Okay. They took us from town to town to town to town to town, begging for money outside of stores. And where, where's where's the where's the structure in that? Where's the right. where's the you know the the one on one counseling and the healing and the yeah? It sounds like they were kind of using you as a as a way to get collect yes, money. Absolutely. And that's how that's how I felt about it. A lot of people felt about it like that, but you know, a lot of those guys were in their court ordered. Yeah, I wasn't. Mm. So I pretty much just told them that you know I wanted my way out. Well, that place just dropped me off in Charleston, West Virginia, with my bag, and told me good luck mm. with no money, no way home. Well, I remember spending three nights on the street in Charleston, West Virginia. Never been there before in my <laughs> life. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Well, I mean, that had to make you also f- kind of feel like did did it did it add to a feeling of hopelessness? Like, you know, uh, how am I supposed to get out of this if I can't get any? Absolutely, can't get any help. Supposed to be Christian help, and and you know, it's, it's not. Man, that must be an awful feeling. You know that I here mean, you're trying to do the right thing, and you're not getting any help, and they dump you off. And wow, that's that's incredible. So wow. I, I ended up finding a way home. And within a week, I'm right back into the same cycle again. When I tell you this was a vicious cycle, it was a vicious cycle. Now, how about how many times did you, you know, try to go to these places or, you know, try to uh, get help and then you just ended back back up? I've been to two detoxes and four rehabs. Okay. Okay. With Um, all the same results. I've been to replacement drug therapies. I've mm-hmm. actually been to therapies. I've been to outpatient programs. So over how many years, about how many years was this? Cause I'm trying to, I want people to know that, you know, don't, don't give up. You know, if, if it's not working, don't, don't. This was, this was spread over probably about three years. Okay. Me trying to, okay. to rid myself of this. Right. Okay. And I'm talking to like the methadone program, yeah. the suboxone programs. Didn't, didn't do it. No, right back to the same right same thing. Wow. So what was what was the 
defining moment that helped you to finally walk away? This is this is going to sound very hard, hard and harsh for me to say this. Um, Mother's Day of 2020, I decided that I was going to go and purchase some more heroin. Mm-hmm. thought it was a great idea to where I wasn't going to be in a bad way for Mother's Day. I was doing this for her so she didn't see me a mess. Mm-hmm. Well, the stuff that I got was 99% fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I OD'd that day. Mm. Where, where, where Were you at home or I, what? I was at home. At home. And praise God that my oldest daughter was home because my oldest daughter is the one that kept me alive. Wow. So paramedics got there. Wow. Wow. And I guess that she found you like that. Yes. Yeah. And is that the first time they had ever seen you that bad? Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they had an idea. Yeah. I mean, they, they always saw me drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was an everyday thing. Drinking right. was definitely an everyday thing. So they were very, I hate to say accustomed to that, but yeah. they were they were used to that. They were used to seeing daddy with a beer in his hand. It wasn't uncommon. Wow. So she kept you alive till they got there. And then uh, they took you to the hospital, I assume. And, no. Oh, they didn't. They just they, get, nar- they narcaned me right just there. Just narcaned you now. Okay. Okay. And then, yeah. so what was what was that like waking up from that at that moment? It was bittersweet. Was it? Now that sounds weird, but I've heard that. I've I've heard stories about that. I was so emotional of my oldest daughter having to be the one that mm. found me like that. Yeah. And I turned and looked at her and I told her, I said, I will never do this ever again, ever. Mm. And we cried. We had a pretty special moment there considering what happened. And Was it just the two of you at home? No, or? my mom had come in at, okay. after that. Okay. Wow. And uh, honestly, I feel like a part of me died. Mm. literally Mm. because after that all the desire was gone wow it was like a prayer that was just completely answered just like that wow that's great so when you when you woke up and you realized she was there and all that kind of thing and you know that that was a that was a turning point for you absolutely you know part of you died and and you said goodbye to that part. I feel like the demon was released at that point. Wow. I, I actually got on my knees and prayed over that, that spot. Oh, wow. Wow. That's how emotional this whole thing was. It was, well, I mean, you can imagine. How it oh, um, oh, yeah. But it, it did. It just something I can't explain. Wow. It was supernatural. It really was. Wow. And so I'm sure there were people praying for you most most of oh, your life absolutely i mean because we've we all have the the praying grandmothers the praying parents and all that um and you know probably even maybe some of your immediate family i don't know if your kids were or not but um and maybe i don't even were you were you praying for yourself i mean were you turning to god saying you know help me help absolutely. me get out of this yes so so this this moment um 
what could have been or was at, at some point a very dark moment could have been could have been the end moment mm-hmm. um you know actually your daughter was essentially the angel that 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 kept you going and uh so then you know when you wake up there you are with um a completely different well a different you well, you know in a sense she was an angel i mean she never had cpr classes and she kept me alive wow yeah so where did that come from yeah right right so so i i'd say that you know god had a plan right absolutely he answered prayers and 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 he had a plan and uh um you know that's that's an incredible story what how did that affect your 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 daughter after that i mean that whole encounter. I mean, I know she didn't encounter what you encountered, but certainly her side of it had to be pretty powerful too. I think it's, it, it take it took a little toll on her, Did it? and we, we've had her in some some therapy for. I mean, it had to be traumatic to some point, right? But I, I honestly believe I'm not speaking for her, but right. I honestly believe that she was just more happy that she didn't lose her father. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how? So moving uh, forward a little bit. So how? You know, this transition, that was the moment that you said no more, no more drugs. Mm-hmm. And so is that, a, is that the moment that you really, you really started looking back to, to, to Jesus to say, okay, I know you were with me. You know, I know you got a plan for me now. You know, I want to get my life back on track. Is that all the same time frame, basically? Yeah, and, yes. Because it, it was essentially, literally, a wake up call. Mm-hmm. You know, and you were like, okay, now I'm I'm going to serve the Lord in this. And so, what was that transition like for your family? Because they had seen this mat for so long. Now, it, it was still disbelief. Disbelief. Yeah, I, I so, imagine. I hate to say that it was. Uh, I mean, because it was something I did need to do. I I went and got myself into with with help from other guy people that I know. It was a good friend of mine that helped me get into another residential rehab, which is right here in right here in Kearneysville, mm-hmm. MRC. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the the best programs I've I've been through. Christian program. No, not necessarily Christian people there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the counselors were very strong Christian people. What was the big difference between that and some of the other ones that you had tried? I, I can't explain it. It was just I, I, I felt like I needed to be there. I felt mm-hmm. like I was welcome. Yeah. People took time to actually talk to you. Wow. And I know I know I I met one of the. One of the people I would say was a very strong influence on me that that kept after me and and uh, just he prayed with me every day and he just let me know that he was there and the guy didn't know me from from nobody. Wow! But he said that he felt so drawn to me when I got there that he couldn't mm. deny it. Yeah. And by now, I'm. I mean, I'm sure you're. <laughs> now recognizing that you know there's been a lot of supernatural things happening miracles happening in your life at this point because you're like you know the lord saved me for a reason you know now you're seeing seeing him work and he's putting people in your life and leading you to this place and and all that kind of thing and so your your family's like uh 
you know, still in disbelief? Or mm-hmm. Are they still expecting the old Matt to show up? Or are they just not sure what's happening, you know, um, at this point? Well, Jen told me that she got to the point after that incident on Mother's Day that she said that that was one of her turning points to Christ, too. Mm-hmm. That, that she said she prayed that that she just couldn't carry it anymore. And she gave it, she said, Jesus, take it from me. Mm-hmm. Wow. The attitude totally changed for her. Mm-hmm. The way she looked at me, the way she felt about me. Wow. Like the burden was just, hmm. you know, like she just couldn't be the person to take care of me like that. Yeah. Now, was she. Like, God, just take this away from me. Right. I can't handle it. Wow. So, so was she, does she have a Christian background at this point or, or, I mean, where was she as far as her, her faith at this point? I mean, we we've been to some churches before. I okay, mean, she, she. I think she was raised Catholic. To be okay, honest. And yeah. But she knew to she knew to turn to the Lord and say, "Lord, take this." And and you know that's that's kind of like the last straw surrender. <laughs> you know, right, it's it like, I, you know, what, what else? What else can I do? I can't and do she, this. And she's a very very strong Christian woman now. That's, yeah. Wow. Our transformation from that together has been beautiful. Wow. That's incredible, and and the kids. I mean, uh, you know uh, how they were well, a little, a couple, few years younger when when a lot of this happened. But mm-hmm. um, so, how how have they done with the change? Because the change doesn't affect just you now, and now it's affecting everybody. You change to you know to the Lord and to to serving Him, um, because before you know you weren't, but now you're really focused on Lord as a family. So how do they? I, I do with a, that. I think a lot of it was it's still shell shock. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because they're not used to me taking that authority of you know the the fatherly role like that. Right. Okay. Because I was always told by all of them that yes, you were there, but you weren't right. there. Yeah. Yeah. And I would tell you what how much that hurts. Oh man, that. I can't imagine. Yeah, can't imagine. But I mean, they're they're they've definitely coming around and. They have definitely come around in the last couple of years. Yeah. And things are things are really on the up, man. Wow. That's incredible. And it's all I, I owe it all to God. Yeah, that's incredible. How has this whole thing because you know, as a parent, I'm thinking about your parents mm-hmm. you know, this whole time. And uh and you know, I'm sure, no doubt, they were praying parents the whole time. But um, you, when you think about, okay, you know what they had went through, you know, because I think about some of the things I put my parents through too. But what what they had went through, what was their reaction to this transformation? I mean, were they like, "This is an answer to prayer"? Or, or let me, I'll start with this up. I just wanted to put this out here that that my my father is a recovered alcoholic uh-huh. for over thirty some years now. Yeah, after wow, that's a, after what I told you guys in right. the first episode. That, yeah, but um, I remember my mom telling me I think last year that um she pretty much said that same prayer that my wife said. Really, I can't do this anymore. When I when I was younger and when this happened, yeah, that's just. You know, I have no control over this, and I can't let it ruin my life. Right. So, Lord, God, I'm giving it to you. God, do what you must. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
so she she also sees this as a super as a, as a miracle as I answered a prayer and and uh, so how is your relationship now with your parents compared to what it would have been you know back whenever I mean you guys closer now I mean closer relationship wise yeah and um geographically wise <laughs> we actually um reconstructed the house that i was living in to make an in-law suite for mom and dad okay so, so they're right there with you they live right in the same house now. wow well that's incredible so certainly brought you closer in a lot of ways and you know and, and uh you know they i'm sure through all those years you know there were a lot of unknowns you know didn't know what's going to happen and, and of course your siblings probably along the same path they didn't know what was going to happen and mm-hmm. you know and here's this transformation um and uh so i mean and i and i i listened to your story and you know and, and there's a lot of stories out there but the part that really catches me with this is that you there was like this supernatural miraculous moment that got your well actually a couple that got your attention mm-hmm. you know it wasn't just let's go through this program and let's do this and though all these things have their places but for you it was you know the gun didn't go off Mm-hmm. It it was, um, you know, my daughter kept me alive, and then when I woke up, you know, something had changed. You know that the 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 demon was gone, the old part of me was gone, and you know those are miraculous moments that just got your attention. And at that point, you knew that hey, there's a higher power here that that's been working. You know, because it's, it's undeniable. Yeah, it's it's just it, there's no other explanation, mm-hmm. and so for your faith you have that experience you can always look to and say, this is what the Lord did, you know? Um, and, and that's for anybody that's going through these. And that's the, that's the last question I want to ask you is, um, what, what would you tell somebody that's going through addiction? Um, you know, heroin especially, but any of that type of thing, um, what, what advice can you give them? Well, first of all, if you haven't started, just just don't do it. Yeah, right. And I know that's pretty yeah common sense, but that if you're you're just so deep into you know your addiction, thinking that there's no way out, I'm living proof that there is a way mm-hmm. out yeah. through Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, and that right. is the only way. Yeah, because you tried so many other ways, and they didn't work. I'll say it again: that is the only <laughs> way. That's right. That's right. Amen. So if if you're listening and uh, maybe you're uh, in addiction or maybe you know somebody that is, maybe a family member, a, a child or somebody, um, you know, there, there certainly is hope. And while there are so many helps out there, but the really only way, and as a pastor, you know, I've talked to many people that have dealt with different types of addictions and things in their life and, um, the only way is Jesus. The only way is putting your hope in something bigger than yourself and bigger than what you can get tomorrow or the next fixed or whatever. And so, you know, that's, that's what we want to encourage you right now is to, um, to reach that place of surrender and say, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, and, uh, call on the Lord, call on him. Um, you know, don't, don't be surprised if he turns around and answers, um, you know, when you, when you're in your darkest moment, when you reach the end of your rope, when 
none of the rehabs are working, you know, call on Jesus. And for those of you that are dealing with people, living with people in addiction, um, don't give up praying for them. Don't give up being there for them. I know, um, you know, it might feel like, uh, um, uh, an endless cycle that, you know, you're not going to be able to fix and you can't fix it, but you can pray. Even if you're not in the same house, you can pray. And, uh, um, we just want you to know that there is a way out that you can get out of this addiction and, uh, you're not going to do it alone. You're, you're going to need Jesus. You're going to need help. You're going to need hope. And he is the only true hope, um, for tomorrow and for eternity. Um, so Matt, is there anything else that, um, you want to, you want to share before we close this episode out? I just like the, the saying that I was told by this one gentleman at MRC was let go and let God. Let go and let God. Yeah. There you go. That's right. So I want to, um, uh, I want to say a prayer, um, for anybody listening that, uh, might be going through, um, addiction, whether yourself or somebody, you know, and, uh, we just want to pray with you. Um, so, you know, no matter where you are, if you're in your car, maybe just pull off, off the road and listen, um, and, uh, just, just close your eyes with us and just, just listen to this prayer and, and, uh, God, we just ask right now, Lord, that you help that, that individual that's going through this addiction, um, Lord, that, you know, they may not know where to turn. They may not know what to do. Lord, it might feel like, um, there's a battle within them that they can't defeat, um, but Lord, we just pray for your surrender. We pray for them to reach a point in their life where they know they need to call upon you. And, um, God, we just pray for that, that person that's there with them, that's trying to help them and deal with this. And Lord, we ask you to give them strength and wisdom, Lord God, Lord, only by you will these addictions be kicked. Only, only by you will these people be free. So we pray for their deliverance. We pray for their freedom right now, Lord God. And, uh, we just pray that they can experience the freedom that Matt has experienced and, uh, you know, the, the miraculous touch of your hand in his life. And, uh, so Lord, we pray for those people that are dealing with that Lord, that you become the answer to them, to their addiction, Lord God, that you give them that hope that they're not going to be able to find any way else. Lord, help them to call upon Jesus in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Matt, we certainly, uh, thank you so much for sharing your story. It is truly an incredible story. And, uh, you know, I, I know that there's going to be people that listen to this uh, <laughs> way into the future. They're going to be able to take this story um, and apply it to their lives or maybe that parent's dealing with a child that's in the same situation. Um, so we certainly thank you for doing that. I know that's not always an easy thing to, to share those tough stories, um, but we certainly appreciate it. And uh, we thank you listeners for listening. Uh, please drop us a comment, uh, info at valleyviewchapel.net. We'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, we thank you for listening. Until the next episode, God bless. We're so glad you could join us for this episode of the Real People, Real God podcast. You can support this podcast by visiting www.valleyviewchapel.net and click on the donate button. Music was by Kevin McLeod. And my name is Tim Howard. Until next time, may the Spirit of God continue to teach you His ways.